breaking news and trending talk with Mike and McCarty. Mornings on 1017 FM and 710 Kiel. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and in studio with us, Chris Lyon. Chris, how do I build you a, a political activist? Uh, what do I, I, what? You know, I call myself a community advocate. Community so. advocate. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, that's what I'll say. Uh, I, Chris is in to, to discuss the uh, council's latest move to repeal the smoking ban you, for the I local think, casinos. I think you had the best argument on the anti smoking side yesterday when you stood up and it hit me right between the eyes. You went I can't believe I'm talking to Democrats about workers' rights. Yeah. And 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 the Democrats on this panel are are for biz, big business. It was like it was kind of twisted. Yeah. We were certainly in the upside down or bizarro land or whatever you want to call it, but you know, uh I'm 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 fully happy to be wrong. I'm certainly a, a liberal person uh by nature, a registered Democrat, but uh happy to work with people who have common sense in their brains on any issue. And man, Jim and Grayson uh, were just stellar on this issue, mm-hmm. and uh, was super happy to have their support on on uh, keeping the smoking ban in place. And boy, was I ever disappointed to see uh, the Democratic side of the aisle all line up behind this idea that uh, workers don't deserve a clean working environment, a safe and healthy work environment. Why did that happen? It, it, go ahead. Don't mince yeah. words today. It's no, over. Sure. I mean, you know, there's, there's, I'll, I'll say there is still work to do, and, and there's, we can certainly talk about that. But um, at the end of the day, it's really hard to ignore the connection between Tabitha Taylor and the casinos. Uh, her long career uh, working with them, uh, the donations to her uh, nonprofit, uh, and the redistricting of District A to take just the casinos out of downtown to gerrymander the casinos right into her district with no other interest in downtown whatsoever. Uh, And then to do this as the first major piece of legislation, not crime, not poverty, not anything else. Jobs, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, and it may be hiding behind this jobs, quote unquote, uh, issue. And and look, I'm not dismissing the, the challenges that exist um, in an economy that is struggling with inflation uh, and all sorts of other things because those are real issues. Um, but for this to be the first thing, you know, in combination with all those other points that I've just made, raises multiple red flags. And we should all be concerned about the priorities that our government officials, are, uh, our elected officials are taking uh, or putting up. And at the same time, we are uh, facing all these other really serious challenges. What but about three the, other yeah. council members sided with her? Well, and, James and a Green, fourth who wasn't there has right. stated that he is on that side as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, and and you know James James and Tabitha have always voted together. Um, there's a a pretty clear um, you know line, and and you know they they certainly vote as a as a block. Right. A lot oftentimes, and of course you know J- she attends James Church and. 
Um, you know, James has hosted the nonprofit events that that have been funded by the casinos at his church and things like that. Um, but the other connections that are happening, I don't know what they are. I don't, you know, <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, James Bowman, who you know, Ursula having that connection there um kind of waffled last time we had this you know i remember jerry very, jerry sorry yeah. jerry bowman mm-hmm. um uh said uh you know one of the one of the votes he said oh i'm gonna regret this and voted to allow the ban to go through mm-hmm. um and so it wasn't a total surprise um I, I i think that people can be independent of their partners but um it wasn't a total surprise that she voted in that direction yesterday but gary brooks is the one that blows my mind mm-hmm. you know and i understand that he's a bar owner and and maybe he's used to the smoking in the work environment and what and was sees, in it for him i just i don't know and i'm i you know got to work with him a little bit during the campaign i voted for him in district b as a district b resident and um was super sad that um after all the things that were put forward um the numbers seemed to be the thing that he cared about when it comes to the revenue and uh which i understand but like he basically flat out told me that he didn't think that the numbers that i was putting forward or the other people that were putting forward were the correct ones I, despite I them some, being from the yeah. state you know i had somebody that that is a uh, pretty up at, at uh, one of the other casinos in bozier and i'll tell you what they told me and and i and this may be to the root of this they said we're getting more of the high rollers now um, because the high rollers want to smoke. They want to sure. smoke their cigar. They want to smoke whatever they smoke. Um, and that now the other boats in Bozier are getting the high rollers. Um, is that part of this that we're really not talking about? You know, uh, it, it may the well be. people that fly in on their choppers, yeah. you know, all that. Well, I mean, I think that the problem is is that the casinos have not opened up about why they're, you know, the specifics. They say revenue. You know, but we look at attendance and attendance is down on both sides of the river. You know, horseshoes down 17 percent year over year, having lost 10 million dollars this year. They have smoking there. So what's going on? Mm-hmm. And so the, the really for me, this kind of sharing of the numbers that I've done on this show online and in the city council mem- uh, meetings was really to spur a conversation. You know, at the end of the day, the casinos haven't shown up for this conversation until yesterday. And they just sort of splat, spat platitudes about revenue this, revenue that. Well, if you're asking us to, to make a change to public health, I'm not asking you to open up your books, but give us something. You know, tell us the reason. Because there was a lot of conversation about compromise yesterday. Well, you know, maybe the compromise is um, adding high roller rooms to the, the exemption and not the rest of the casino floors mm-hmm. and letting the slots be on the patio or whatever it is. Uh, you know, that's not what I would – want necessarily I, I think that all workers regardless of what room they're working on should should have clean air but if we're going to really talk about compromise let's get to the root of the issue and let's have a real conversation but we didn't get to have that but i and i want to go back to the the big big number gamblers mm-hmm. when they say 75 percent of the patrons don't smoke right well obviously that 25 percent is is spending more money than the 75 if that makes sense well we don't know because they haven't they haven't shared that information that's an assumption we get general we get top level numbers that get reported to the state both attendance and and revenue well but i'm saying that's why the casinos are capitulating and mm -hmm. and pushing for this because that smaller percentage of the attendance numbers are spending a higher percentage of the money at the casinos so that's what they're listening to 
Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we... we and we that's can, what it's going to boil down to. Yeah. Follow the money. We can, we can guess, you know, but what should have happened is the casino should have come forward to the public and said, this is the problem we're having. Let's find a reasonable compromise. A reasonable compromise is not opening up 75% of the floors to smoking again. I agree. When you have 75% of the people that go to casinos not being smokers and a number of those 25% that are smokers still preferring a non-smoking environment. And so if it really is the high rollers, then let's bring that conversation to bear. And and really, that's I would love to see the mayor veto this and let's come back and say we're going to have a, an honest conversation understanding there are industry secrets and, and everybody wants to keep their numbers close to the chest. But let's have a real conversation and not a let's do this in backroom deals. Let's stack the deck. Let's you know do all these things behind closed doors. Let's have a real open conversation with the public and let's find a, a real compromise if that's, if that's what they wanted. One hundred one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty in studio with uh, uh, what did you say? Community, Community advocate, advocate, okay. Community advocate, Chris mm-hmm. Lyon with Mike and McCarty. You know, I've, uh, 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 you know, activist sounds too uh, too crazy to me. To, in yeah, your face, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there, there are many wonderful advocate uh, uh, activists, but uh, advocate, I think, is uh, the mayor talked to us earlier and and you know he is weighing all of his options with regard to whether or not he vetoes this mm. um if mayor arsenault is listening to you right now what what ye say to him gosh a few things um first i really enjoyed listening to him in the in the previous segments um because it felt like he was really weighing it out in his mind right i mean after yesterday's uh you know group of speakers it, it would be really hard for someone who who uh, doesn't have a, a personal stake in the um, in the outcome of the of the uh, decision to to look at those folks and say, "Gosh, you guys don't matter." Like some of the council members did when they were looking at their phones and not paying attention, which is the most disrespectful thing I've ever seen in council before. But for Tom, I I would say, you know, send it back to the council and let every everybody get on record. You know, Dr. Jackson wasn't there yesterday. Um, you know, I understand that he he may be uh, someone who would still vote to keep the smoking or, you know, to keep the repeal the ban or, you know, however it is. He's for the smoking in casinos is what I understand. Um, but make him get on the record. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, um, you know, to encourage the casinos to come to the table and say, share with us for real this time. Like, let's let's have a conversation about what a real compromise looks like, given the, the claims that are being made. Um, whether that be uh, in, in public or with a, a group of people in a work session or something like that. And I, and I say not just the council members, but the people who are advocating for safe work environments to be in that room. Um, but send it back to council. Make why, everybody get on the record. Why not, Chris Lyon, why not just let the legislature take care of this? Implement snow smoking in, in any indoor workplace in Louisiana. Bing, bang, done. It's over. Well, I think that not going to happen. Look, I think that the challenge is, is mm. you know, I think that there's not the political will to do that at the state level. I would love to be wrong on that. Um, I would love to think that the the state who's who's embraced the kind of right to life um, 
uh, ideology would see that as a, as something for everyone um, and not just for those who, who aren't born yet. But I think that the, the challenge is like that um, if you pass it at the state level, you're going to have the same arguments as you're having here. You've got casinos in Mississippi. You've got Texas still considering bringing uh, you know, gambling into their state. Um, you've got Oklahoma right around the corner. Uh, all it is is the same argument that happens at the state level. And at the end of the day, we're responsible for what happens in our city, in our community. Mm-hmm. And I understand the wanting to bring, you know, Bozier into the fold, and I hope that they do. And I would love to spend more time working over there. I'm, I'm a Shreveport citizen, though, so that's, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard for me to go over there and have the same, uh, you know, stakes in things. But uh, it's, a, it's a coming upon us to choose what's right for us, you know, and that's going to be the same here as it is at the state, as it, as it is at the national level. And we have to look and say, do we want to be the place that sets the example? Do we want to be the place that protects its workers um, and finds new and innovative ways to bring business, to uh, grow our economy that doesn't sacrifice the health of workers at the same time? Chris, if, and I'm, I'm going to go here. So if we have to edit it out of the network feed, we'll edit it out. If there is a council member who has taken money for a charitable organization, for a business he or she may own, um, from the casinos, is that immoral, illegal, unethical, possibly all of the above? Yeah, I mean, I I think all of the above. Uh, You know, at the end of the day... um, Again, we talked at the beginning of our time together today about the the multitude of connections that Tabitha has to the casino industry. Um, and at the very least, what it means is that you don't be the one to introduce the legislation. You don't co-sponsor it. And, and, and ideally, you wash your hands of it and you say, I'm not going to vote on this because I have the appearance of a conflict of interest. And that's what the state ethics board, the appearance – well, especially after draw what you just mentioned earlier, uh, her history with the casinos. That's right. Uh, redistricting her district to include the casinos. That's right. And then now she's going to, you know, do this. And should they... should an ethics complaint be filed? Would yes. you would you would you do it yourself? Sure. And are you thinking about it? Yeah, I mean, I was hoping that the the vote would go a different way. You know. Um, but I would I would love to see that happen, and I've never actually I I sent something once I don't know what happened about it uh, not for this but for something else many years ago but um, I would love to do that because mm-hmm. it deserves scrutiny um, and if there's nothing is there no there there then so be it um, but there's too many connections for it to be ignored. Last thing and I know we're running short on time. Yep. Is the casino kind of a big bad wolf too in? providing the funding with the anticipation that you're going to do what we want you to do i can't speak to their motivations but it you know again that as the as the police say the totality of circumstances is such that uh and again these donations didn't stop when she got into office right um but these contributions again the nonprofit may be a wonderful nonprofit that does amazing things mm-hmm. i don't want to take away from that but there's a responsibility that elected officials have to reject things that would put their integrity on the line. And this is one of those times that uh, I think it deserves more scrutiny. And, you know, I can't say whether someone expected one thing or another, but 
the totality of circumstances say to me that there is some uh, scratching of backs going on, and I would love to see that addressed at the state level. One oh one seven FM, seven ten keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike is out. He'll be back with us on Tuesday. Got a special guest in studio with me who looks crazy. But we'll explain it. Yes. When we get back. Yes. And we'll talk about the mayor's first few months in office too. How's he doing? What grade do we give him? That is coming up next, right? One oh one seven FM seven ten keel Mike and McCarty. Mike is out. My buddy, look at you, John Settle. John Settle is here. Please don't. Please zip up your damn shirt. He, he's got a. You got your bicycle gear on. Lycra with lycra. Yeah, keep your junk down below the table. All right. I'm just and, my and your bicycle. You really rode your bike out here. Sure. What's the little dorky thing on the glasses? Mirror, so you can see people coming up behind Okay. You. It's not right. dorky. Oh, it's not dorky? It's safety. Okay, let's have a vote. Anything he's wearing dorky, Ruben? Uh... All of it's dorky. <laughs> <laughs> John Settle, you are the publisher of SB Focus Inquisitor slash Inquisitor. Correct. Um, you are uh, Muckraker. Uh, that's the name that uh, your former co-host gave me, and it's a good it's a good name. Okay. I didn't know it until he read me the definition. All right. Um, watchdog, you know. Correct. I like good government on both sides of the river. My favorite is PIA, but uh, we're not going to say what that is. But, you know, a lot of people call you that, a pain in the you-know-what. Oh. But, uh, yeah, you got that one. Um, our mayor, Tom Arsenault. We've talked a lot this hour about the smoking ban, so we'll we'll discuss that more later with you. But um, Mayor Tom Arsenault been in office a few months now, five going on his start about five start his six yeah, months. Not quite five. Um, how would you grade him if you were going to give him an A through F? I'd give him an A minus. Okay. Uh, I, I think uh, one I would point out that he's a symbol of very professional staff. Two, uh, he has found in the budget 11, uh, one, $11.5 for streets, litter abatement, lighting. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, rebatement. He has uh, followed good government principles by getting RFP, getting professionals to evaluate the Rev Entertainment proposal so we won't have another Cross Lake Bayou. Mm-hmm. He's negotiating and almost has a deal with 50 Cent, uh, Curtis, my apologies, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Uh, he is very responsive to media requests. Uh, I would give him an A minus. I, I, um, I think he needs a public information officer, and I think he dropped the ball on, on being the late responding to the ba- unfortunate Bagley shooting. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think he's done a, a, a very good job. I'd give him an A minus to date. Now I have jumped his case for being slow on responding to Bagley. Mm-hmm. Um, he said at the I don't know if you were at the North Shreveport Business Association I was. lunch when I asked him about a bond issue for uh, future needs, and he said uh, our, our water and sewer rate increase. He said most likely um, well, that that's coming. 
that's just being physically responsible. Let's let's be realistic. This can's been kicked down the road since at least Cedric Glover was mayor. I don't know how long. And and you can rail against uh, Mayor Tom for being for taxes, but he, somebody has got to have good government uh, principles, and that's just an issue that has gone on too long. It's a reality, and he's facing it front on, even though he will have political backlash. We need more leaders who will do follow good government principles without regard to personal or political backlash. I'm seeing a lot of people cleaning up trash. I'm seeing a lot of people repairing lights. I saw a freaking street sweeper the other morning on the I way to work. Too, yeah. What is he doing differently that prior mayors didn't do? I mean, oh, did he light I, a fire under somebody? What did he do? Well, and I see uh, city workers doing that on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a professional CAO. Uh, Tom Dark, who's a no-nonsense guy who's forgotten more about the, the budget than most of us ever knew. And uh, I think he's put the word out, let's do our job. You're and saying it, Henry Whitehorn was not a professional CAO? Correct. Okay. He did not know his way to the bathroom when he was appointed. Whoa. City Hall. Whoa. And, and another thing uh, Tom has done is pushed on property standards. I mean, they've taken down... Quick order, the, the the building on Texas. Mm-hmm. They've gotten down that Fairfield Oak condominium. They took down the building on 70th Street that Swepco hit. He's put out the word that we're going to make the city better. John Settle, muckraker, PIA, whatever you want to call Cyclist. him. Cyclist. Yeah, more with him throughout the morning right here, 1017 F. One hundred one seven FM seven ten Kia. We're gonna cut a toe off of Ruben here in a minute. Did we? The computer glitched a minute ago and just did all kind of crazy stuff. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna fix it. There were we're... two six thirty uh, news carts. Oh and god, I, uh, and it fired an old. I guess, I guess I uploaded the wrong one. <laughs> and I was I was out riding Settle's bike, so I didn't yeah. pay attention. Yeah. Oh my was, god, I don't know if it'll laps. be the same. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a big girl seat on it, don't you? Uh, no, you don't. No, no you I don't. Got one of the little narrow ones, you know. <laughs> uh, does that hurt? Oh, you get used to it. You, Do you? Know, you? Yeah, and there's something I can tell you offline, but yeah. not online about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's about where you hang various things on your bike, but we'll talk about that. Okay, later. yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. <laughs> are you a? Are I've never asked you this. And th- are you a pet guy? Do you have a pet? I love pets, but I'm not home enough to have a dog. I mean, I leave early. Eight fifteen. Oftentimes, I get home to six six thirty. I love dogs, but okay. I, it's not fair to a dog to have them there by themselves. You know. Now, I probably should start taking them to the, my dog to the office. My daughter uh, takes hers uh, to the office. You do have a dog, though. No, I don't. Oh, you don't. Okay. I don't. Yeah, it, there are a lot of people. But that I are have a, a lot of dogs in the hunt. I mean. No. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm called a dog a lot. Oh, you, are, boy, you got trashed on social media the other day. What else is new? You know, I consider that a compliment when I'm trashed yes. because people like to pull out the race card when they don't like the facts, FATS, mm-hmm. that I bring out. So, you know, it's part of the game. Yeah. they, they At put, least they're reading what I write. Right, exactly. <laughs> or buying the paper. You, um, you own... What is now SB Focus. Correct. Slash the Inquisitor. Correct. 
And do you, is it still the, the mugshot newspaper? Is that, is that part of what you still well, do? Well, they, 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 in I mean, when they took the mugshots away, that was a big hit, I'm sure. Well, yeah, the mugshots are still, uh, uh, Inquisitor still reports crime, not sensationally, but factually. We still get some mugshots under the new law, which limits them. And the good news is there's a bill that passed the Senate that will open that back up again. Oh, open the mugshots back up. Yeah, and I don't know if they'll get through the House. But, yeah, it, it did hurt our, our circulation when we could not publish all of the mugshots. People like to look through and see who they went to high school with or who mm-hmm, they used to yeah. date or who their neighbor. Their auntie or mama, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But we, uh, the law allows to, for certain ones to be released on certain crimes, and certain agencies cooperate. Bossier City and the Bossier Parish uh, Sheriff's Office, they don't cooperate because they don't believe there's crime in Bossier. Uh, okay. Now, now explain real quick in our last minute here. SB Focus is the positive part of your paper, correct? correct? It's the flip side. No one is publishing all positive news, and that's all positive news in Shreveport, Bossier. And we have a new feature called Shreveport Scene and Bossier Beat, which are four pages of quick reads that will catch a reader up on important happenings mm-hmm. that oftentimes aren't reported. Because if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. And we, yeah. we believe in po- uh, positive news, and we have a, a, a cover personality which features local people making valuable contributions. Okay, after 7 o'clock, we're going to dig into the this week's council meeting with him and find out what's going to happen now with the smoking ban and the new release we got from Alan Jackson, the councilman who was missing. That is all coming up after 7 o'clock right here, 1017 FM, 7. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Mike is out. Um, my buddy John Settle is in studio, and if you want to see a lovely picture of him, uh, how he looks today, it's on the Keel Facebook page. You can see it with his bike and in his dorky, I mean, lovely gear. Um, he's got all the stuff on. Do you have like butt pads on too? Cycling lycra has little pads. It's okay. called chamois. Oh, so you have chamois on. Yeah, if you want to see them, I can take them off. And show I don't them. want to see your chamois. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry I'm a little late, but I had to go out and get a smoke real quick. <laughs> you don't smoke. I don't think you do anyway. Um, th- this week, the uh, city council overturned the smoking ban at the casinos. I'm, a, I'm not a regular gambler. I like to go every now and then. I like to be around non-smoking environments. Um, if I can, I do have lung issues to be quite blunt, um, lingering from COVID three bouts of COVID. So, um, I don't want to be around smoke. I really don't. And there are a lot of people out here now as a result of COVID who are dealing with respiratory issues and that didn't even come up. Maybe it did and I missed it. Well, there was so much going on. It it was difficult to keep track of. I mean, there's a ton of folks that are, you know, have... I'm not breathing as well as I did before my bouts with COVID. I'll just say that. Um, the council voted four to two to lift the ban. Alan Jackson was not there. We now have a statement from Mr. Jackson saying he fully stands with and supports the decision of the majority of the council um, to make sure that our businesses have fair competition, that that's the reason that, that he would have voted with them, which makes it a 5-2 vote, essentially. He hadn't voted yet. But he though. hadn't voted. No, no, he hadn't voted. Mm-hmm. And I've urged the mayor with a blog 
to veto uh, the the uh, ordinance uh, for three salient reasons. Okay, and they are. One, uh, for the first time, the casino industry provided their information. That's the first time they've done mm-hmm. that. And there hasn't been time. And the general public should have the opportunity to review that and to make public comments on their on their uh, information at a meeting. Secondly, as the mayor stated on this TV, uh, excuse me, your radio show, there's a lot of complex data. Most of it is uh, conflicting, and that will take a while to analyze, and maybe he will not be able to get all the information he needs from the Gaming Commission or whatever authority. And uh, thirdly, um, the mayor represents the entire city, and it has a duty to all of the citizens. If this is a great thing, then five councilmen can always overturn it. I mean, it took them six weeks to, to pass an ordinance, a, a no-brainer on streets and roads. What's another four weeks going to mm-hmm. matter on this? And lastly, if, if uh, uh, Councilman Jackson uh, is going to vote to repeal it, I think he needs to be in person to repeal it. I think he needs to listen to people talk about it. Uh, He says he watched the meeting. Well, I know he watched it, but he wasn't there in person. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't cast that vote. And he didn't release a press release prior to that. So if if it's going to be repealed, Councilman Jackson, like the others, needs to be there, see their constituents that are upset about it, and he owes that duty to his constituents to be present to vote. So until he votes, he hasn't voted. I see no harm in the mayor vetoing this, and it will be good for Shreveport. And if five councilmen want to overturn the veto, they have their right to do that. But they can wait to do that, and they can all vote. Councilman Jackson has not yet voted. There is no mayor that would ever veto a measure knowing going in it's going to get overridden it's a lose-lose what's in it what, 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 i mean because it'll I make disagree. john settle happy i disagree uh, mayor tom has tried to put the citizens of shreveport first i think he owes an obligation to the entire city and as far as putting the citizens first he's already stated that most likely there's going to have to be a tax increase or a millage to deal with the the, the consent decree that's that's not popular, but that's good government. So good government requires a veto by five, not by two. Good government requires a, an opportunity for citizens to respond to the to the opposition who finally put their posi- positions forward at the last minute. And good government allows for the opportunity for careful analysis. Four weeks is not going to stop this. Uh, parade and it's not going to be that significant. I talked to the Gaming Control Board chairman yesterday um, and asked him specifically what ye say to the claims that um, these two local boats in Shreveport, Samstown and Bally's have lost business because of the smoking ban. And he put the kibosh on me. He said, ah, we are the regulatory agency. We do (laughs) not, you know, I'm not going to get in the middle of your local fight. But I said, if our mayor were to call you and say, I want the data, I want somebody to give me the data with regard to how the Shreveport boats did compared to the Bossier boats, would your office provide? He says, absolutely. It's out there available. You can go look at it. And John, if you go look at it, 
and you do it, you don't pick and choose the months you want or the years you want. I mean, we're all going to leave 2020 out. We know the boats were closed and, and, three and months. And go ahead and leave out, boom, uh, no, Diamond, Diamond Jacks. Jacks. Yeah. So leave, leave that out because they're closed. Okay. And 2020 was a year when they were all shut down for a few months. So 2020 can't count either. But if you do the math on it month by month by month by month and keep going, you will show they're all, but Margaritaville, all of them are down uh, pretty much the same. There's no real huge dip like everyone wants to claim. But I can make it look like however you want. I can pick, you know, let's do August to August. Because that's when the ban went into effect. I can do, you know, September to September and, and change the numbers. But you, if you do it month by month and follow it all, uh, it, it, it tells a story that's not what some people were pitching. Well, in Focus, I have I have published on a monthly basis the earnings of each casino that month and year to date. Also, I've taken a neutral position on Focus. I have published two op-eds that were opposed to the repeal. I have asked uh, William Bradford to send me this, the written statement of the general manner of Bally's that wanted the repeal. Mm-hmm. I'm publishing that Friday. And I've also requested uh, William or other people that uh, t- from the casino winners to send me a second op-ed. What's I, the I will truth publish here? both sides. What is the root of this? You've, you've been digging. We both have been doing digging. What do you think really is the root of why this was done? Don't mince words here. <laughs> well, you know, the the casinos uh, want it to be, I hate to use level playing fields, so I'm tired of that. The, the casinos want to be on equal footing with Bossier City. And uh, Bossier City casinos, Margaritaville and Horseshoe, have just been kicking ass, if, if the word is correct, on Shreveport. And now a Bossier City is going to have a major, major land-based casino. So there's got to be some trepidation in this market if, if it can uh, support six casinos, two land-based, and the racetrack. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm happy that the company is going to expand uh, the old Diamond Jacks, but, and that's a great confidence booster for the economy but uh the economics are showing that the pie i don't think is getting any bigger i think Mm -mm. it's getting the slices are getting smaller i think one of the other issues in this the truth be known and i've talked to some folks that work at the other casinos in bozier is that more of the high rollers are now going to Bozier as opposed to going to Bally's. They weren't going to Samstown. They were going to Bally's. They like well, that Well, that's resort. where you go, right? Because you're a high to, roller. I'm not a high roller. You're a high roller is what I understand. <laughs> but I do like I mean, Bally's. when you're riding down the interstate early at 3 a.m., I understand you roll pretty high and fast. But if you're a high roller and you bet $1,000 per blackjack hand, and you used to be at one of the Shreveport boats, and now you're at Horseshoe or Margaritaville, that, that has a lot to do with it. And those so it's high rollers... They want to smoke their cigars or their pipes or whatever they smoke. And that's part of it, too. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. I, I, I don't go to the boat, so that may be true. And I just don't know. Can I vape legally at the casino in Shreveport? Mm, not with Today. the smoking. No. That, okay. No, you can't. So you're, you're anti-vape, too? I don't Even want, if I'm trying to cure my addiction to smoking, you won't. You, you don't have I any don't, tolerance no, I don't want vape. any of that goo on me. If it's your goo, I don't want it on me. Well, what about if I, I tur- could have phrased that differently? What about, Completely different. What about if I if I go to the restroom and vape? 
Um, there are s- no. You have well, to go outside. Well, you're not going to my restroom, are you? No, I'm not going to your restroom. But I mean, no unless, I don't think. Now, because Mike's not here, I hope they don't have those transgender restrooms. Hey, I leave stop, that for Mike. Bye. Stop. Okay. Stop. More with uh, this nut job, John Settle. When we get back, one zero one seven. One zero one seven FM, seven ten. Keel, Mike, and McCarty. Mike is out. My friend John Settle is in studio, and uh, John, thanks for coming out. You rode your bike here? Well, sure. I, you know, I, I need the exercise. Well, I get the exercise. I ride twice a week, but I really need to ride after here to kind of get the cooties off of me. We don't have cooties. Well, I mean, I might have some cooties. Well, you have cooties? <laughs> well, you know, some people, you know, oh, the right wing cooties. Yeah, you need yeah, to get them the off right wing okay, cooties. Yeah, okay, people yeah. say that I need to get out and, and cycle in the fresh air to kind of oh, get it off of me. Okay, but. you're. They, they have a big announcement today. The Shreveport Bossier Convention and Tourist Bureau. What are they doing today? Well, I got to cycle over there. You think I? This is the question. They're going to have the big wigs there. The mayor and all and the. And the chamber con- will I be okay in my cycling attire? No, why not? No, I mean- you reek of dork. <laughs> I'm just a. Pre- <laughs> I have my press book back here. Oh, he do- he has a press notebook. Well, I mean, in it- his butt. He's got a. <laughs> well, it's not like in his butt crack. No, no. it's in my back pocket. It's okay. A- the media has to be ready all the time. Well, they're going to announce evidently a new marketing campaign. I mean, you know, we had the other side, which I think was... Uh, Shreveport, Louisiana's other side. I thought it was ridiculous. Did you? I thought it was the worst marketing thing I've seen ever. So what's the new slogan Well, I don't be? know. They spent major bucks on it, so we'll get to go see. Probably Cycling Paradise, you know, and they'll feature me. No, uh, the, 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 that's not happening. That's not happening? No, that's not going to happen. Are you sure? I'm positive Well, that's I'm not going... Happening. Cycle okay. with my, you, you think there's a reason I'm wearing cycling tire? It's not for you. It's because they've invited me there on my bike. I mean, you know. Okay, so yeah. I, I have no idea. We will know at 1130. All right. Shoot me a text. Let me know what they say. Okay. okay. I'm curious. but okay. Wear different clothes, please. <laughs> you can see what he looks like. Well, I have like. a different jersey and okay, I have yeah. a different lycra. Is that what <sighs> you're talking about? Change my lycra? <laughs> God bless him. God bless him. <laughs> Well, you still have family that loves you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. When they want me to go to dinner and, and yeah, pick up the tab, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, they, they, love they, you they do. So, More know. with John Settle. You want to see what he looks like on the Keel Facebook page? We snapped a shot of him, and uh, holy cow, he'll be back. 1017 FM. Will go up. <laughs> One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. I'm gonna uh, throw something at uh, John. Settle is in. Mike is off today, and he'll be off tomorrow. I'll throw something you at throw you. Throw a bicycle at me. Um, I need a new one. <laughs> do you? Do you? How well, old's like the it. bike? Huh? How old's the bike you have? Uh, about eight years. How often you ride it? Twice a week. I ride on Wednesdays about twenty five. On Saturdays forty. 
40 miles. 40 miles, yeah. Now, do you ride with, like, a local bike club? On Wednesdays, I ride by myself, and on Saturdays, I ride with a small group. And okay. Today, I had to ride 10 to get out here with you. And then oh, man. 15 to get the cooties off, riding them <laughs> off as in Bozier. There's a group that rides from, I believe, Bikes, et cetera, East Bank area, somewhere yeah, there. Yeah, that's the, the rookies that ride That's slow. the rookies? <laughs> that ride slow. But, yeah, I mean, it's good that, that we have a lot of different cycling groups. Yeah. And more cycle cycle areas where there are roads that have cycle blocks. Lanes? Well, yeah, yeah. A few? A few. We need more? Well, you got to drive to get to them. I mean, if you want to ride in the cycling lane in East Bank, you've got to park on the corner of of uh, uh, one street and ride five blocks and ride back. Or uh, you can go out to Cross Lake and ride on that one. The ones around town are fine, but they're, they're kind of for people like you that... <laughs> Pleasure riders. Pleasure riders, yeah. Pleasure riders. <laughs> With the big, big booty seats. Big booty seats. Yeah. That's right. When we get back, I'm going to throw a curveball at John Settle. We're going to talk politics, local oh, politics. politics. I don't know politics. Yeah, he knows nothing about that. And oh. that is coming up next. One zero one seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty Mike is out. He'll be back on Tuesday. John Settle is here. He is the publisher of SB Focus and the Inquisitor, and, it and comes- he has a blog called Settle Talk. Settle Talk. It's yeah. non controversial. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of like it. good night stories. You know, yeah, it's okay. fairy tales. Brown bear, night- brown bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. it. I sure mean- it is. <laughs> I got you know we got news last week from four different. Uh, sources of mine that uh, sheriff steve prater was going to have a formidable opponent in the sheriff's race by the name of henry whitehorn who was a former police chief former u.s marshal former head of state police i believe uh, and most recently the cao of the city of shreveport correct um he i called mr whitehorn and i asked him chief whitehorn is what i call him and he said, I'm right in the middle of something. Can I call you back? Absolutely. It was pleasant. Um, crickets, crickets, crickets. Yeah, that was a fundraiser last week. Mm-hmm. I think last Monday or Thursday. I can't remember. It was right after a commission meeting. And I ran into, to, I call him Judge Stewart, D.A. Stewart. He and his son were walking to the fundraiser. And I said, hey, man, I hear you're going to endorse... Uh, uh, Whitehorn for DA uh, for excuse me sheriff DA, sheriff he says oh John you can you can hear anything well I didn't go to the fundraiser because I usually don't go to those if there's two announced opponents I, and at the fundraiser uh, several sources reported that he was introducing people uh, as uh, he was introducing Whitehorn to various people saying the next. Uh, sheriff of Caddo Parish. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard from several sources that Theron Jackson was also introducing Whitehorn to various people as the next sheriff of Caddo Parish. Uh, I have heard that Josh Williams is big in the campaign, but my texts to him have not been, uh, his responses have not uh, been conclusive. But okay. I think that he will be running against uh, Sheriff Prater. Is it okay, or 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 is there a history of 
a district attorney getting involved in a sheriff's race? Isn't that a little bit out of the ordinary? Uh, I think so. Uh, I'd have to think back in my brain. I think I don't think Carmouche ever got involved in a sheriff's race. Uh, I, I think it is, but uh, it's probably not surprising for many reasons, one of which uh, is the current sheriff has criticized the DA on on uh, various sentences. Uh, also, there is a movement to have more African-Americans elected to office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, to me, it's not surprising, maybe a little disappointing, but, you know, it is what it is. Does the uh, does Whitehorn have a chance? Is, I mean, has he got a shot in this race? Well, everybody has a shot. I have a column uh, in my paper with the pros and cons of each. I think he has an uphill task for many, many reasons. Uh, you want them? Yeah. One, he never has run a political race, number mm-hmm. one. That's a big deal. It's, 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 a, it's a tough deal. Some people say it's like having a tar baby around you, but I'm not going to say that. John Settle. Uh, uh, s- secondly. Thank you, Ruben. Secondly, <laughs> uh, uh, Steve Pre- uh, Sheriff Prater has $125,000 in his campaign as of 31 December. Mm-hmm. He has a fundraiser this week and a high dollar one next week. You have, a, have to have $1,000 to attend. I hear that you and Mike each bought tickets no that's not true third uh sheriff prater has a well-organized political machine fourth he's very very well known in the parish and those people vote and he's very popular in the city uh both with all citizens uh so i think uh and and his wife uh, really likes the campaign. She's been involved in mm-hmm. campaigns. She helped Hazel Beard get elected. So um, Sheriff Prater it will be a very, very formidable candidate for uh, a candidate that has never run for political office, is not that well known in the city. Uh, a lot of people don't like him in the city and probably is a total stranger in the parish. And we need to remember this is a parish ride race. So it's going to be an uphill battle for uh, Whitehorn, in my opinion. And qualifying is in July, correct? August. August. Yes, yeah, real late this year. Hmm. Pull it up. Okay, and the race is in November or October? October is the primary, and then uh, December is the runoff. I, I forget the dates in August. I think it's okay. 10 through 14. It's surprising that it's that late. Uh, you can, We can pull it up. I, I heard that Whitehorn will be making his announcement uh, in July, so we'll have to wait and see about that. But that's going to be interesting to see how that shapes up. More with John Settle, local muckraker, coming up, 101.7. One zero one seven FM, seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty, and John Settle is in for Mike. Mike's out on a cu- couple of days vacation. You can Thanks call for being me here. Cycling pro, cycling. You pro. know when the tour starts, I'm on call because sometimes you know somebody falls out and I have to jet over there. So, yeah, you know it's it's part of it. You know, oh, man, man, you're such a nutcase. And what did you invite him? Ruben, was this your idea? Yeah, this that yeah, was me. I yeah, think I Mike did because he wanted to punish you. <laughs> 
<laughs> he wanted me to wear one of those Target outfits, and yeah. I said, "No, lycra is all I need because right. we got you know we know where to put the potato with lycra." <laughs> I don't know about those Target. He things. literally came in with potatoes in his pants. <laughs> he literally did. Yeah, two potatoes. Two, one in the front, one in the back. Yep. And he's leaving them as gifts for Mike. Well, I mean, you know, cyclists say make sure you put the potato in the front, not in the back. I mean, you know, you don't want to get confused. Oh, man. There's a he, reason for that. He procreated. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being really mean to you. What? This is Memorial Day weekend coming up, and, and we're looking at something from uh, AAA. Some 42 million Americans are going to be traveling this weekend, and it's one of uh, it's going to be now back to pre-pandemic levels. How much traveling do you do, and, and uh, do you try to do it closer to home? You know, we hear all this stuff about staycations. If you're a bike rider, you know, you know some of the great places around our area that are great spots, huh? Well, first of all, I, I really appreciate Memorial Day holiday. I'm I'm a veteran, and and I flew a desk when I was in the Air Force, and <laughs> and but I'm thankful for the veterans, uh, uh, and and of course those that gave up their life. Uh, I try to avoid uh, cycle. Uh, well, I try to avoid driving on the holiday weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a couple of uh, nice bike rides that uh, we we've scheduled. And so I, I try to do that on the holiday weekends. And if you're into mountain biking, the state has, as um, Lieutenant Governor Nungesser said, it's got a lot of great state parks with mountain bike riding. That's what I hear you're going to be doing is doing the <laughs> mountain bike tour with the with the gov- with Lieutenant Governor. Yeah, yeah that'll happen. Yeah. yeah so uh, now I will not be traveling. Well, I travel every day. I go from Shreveport to Bossier, but I will not be traveling. <laughs> Out of the architects, unless things change. Okay. Well, appreciate you coming in today. It was a pleasure. Well, I mean, do I have to leave now? You don't have to. No, you you can okay. hang out if you want. Well, I, you know, the traffic will be a little bit less going to Shreveport about 8.15. And what's the best way? Go over to Greenwood Road? Greenwood Road is probably the best. And that go that way. The interstate, Unless 70th Street, either one. No, no, no. 70th Street be way too busy. Yeah. So who's the next going to be guest? Uh, Greg Adams is coming in. Okay, should I put... He might want to talk to you, though. He might want to do a segment. Should I put the potatoes back in so he'll get the... (laughs) I don't want him to miss out. Yeah, maybe not. Uh, Terry Matthews, too, is joining us uh, from Mudbug Madness. She's coming in studio about 10 after 8. Okay. Going to talk about the big festival, which kicks off tonight. I can't believe it. It's going to be awesome. You know, I was one of the first people... On DSU, we uh, sponsored Mudbug Madness. First time, it was on Travis Street. uh, No, Milam, and I helped work it. Oh, very cool. Very cool. It's a big, big festival for the area. Lots of people will be down there. We'll talk more about that after the top of the hour. 101. One oh one seven FM, seven ten keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike is out and we're stooping low, low, low today. We got John Settle in. No, I I really thank you for coming in. Well you're you're you really thank me for bringing the donuts. Yeah. And Terry's eating them, but I'm not sure where they were on my way hey, out. Hey, stop that. Oh. Terry Matthews is in studio with us. She's the queen of Mudbug Madness, which kicks off tonight. Am I right? It does. Holy cow. Is this it the does. first time y'all have done a Thursday night thing? Um, years ago, we were a four-day festival, Thursday through Sunday. But um, we went down to a three-day festival several years ago um, just to create an urgency. And it was a great, uh, successful recipe. But this year we just did this, um, rewind night, you know, mm-hmm. just to have an opening night. And, um, 
we won't do it every year, but okay. every now and then we may throw it in. All right. Um, You're creating an urgency. Is that like when I have to go to the bathroom, an urgency? Oh, God. Can we edit him out? We can't, can we? We can't do that. <laughs> Ruben you know, left the room. Okay. You know, there's a lot of people in this city that would like to edit him out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Terry, the, the mud bug is probably the premier, one of the two, I would say, premier festivals in our area. Um with the Revel probably being the other. This is our big spring event. Folks are coming from all over the region and the U.S., in fact, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, we get people as far away from Alaska, Pennsylvania, um, that come every year or every other year with the, with some groups and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a big thing. You know, we were named one of the top 20 in the Southeast United States. So, yeah, we're real proud of it. And I'm going to tell you, and I, I think I've told you this before, but I decided to test you uh, a few years ago. And I thought, you know, this is a this is a crawfish festival. It's Mudbug Madness. And, you know, Bro Bridge claims to be, you know, the crawfish festival to end all crawfish. So I went. I had, I'd been years ago, but I wanted to go again. I said, let's see how Bro Bridge stacks up to Mudbug. And I went. I traveled to Bro Bridge, spent a whole day down there at their festival. Nothing on your festival. It's it's grass and muddy and no place to sit. And it, 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 hands down, Mudbug kicks Bro Bridge's tush. Well, we think so. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, Louisiana is all about festivals, so we've some great festivals throughout the whole uh, state. But, um, you know, we're real proud of it. We worked really hard for 39 years to build it for what it is. Of course, we have a festival plaza that the city gave us to, to for that footprint and um, couldn't, couldn't uh, be any better than that. I mean, it was built for festivals. And so, yeah, we have all of the amenities and uh, niceties that we need to put on a good festival. I'm going to let Muckraker ask you a question. Well, no, I, 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 she hadn't thanked me yet for her job because <laughs> I was on the DSU board directors when we were trying to have a festival, and I promoted having Mudbug Madness. And when it was on Milam Street, I worked it for a couple of years. So. Wow. I guess she will send me a gift uh, yeah. and thank her for a job. Of course she will. Remember, this is not my job. I am a volunteer chairman. Just, just, don't, just don't tell people the way I'm going to cycle from here to my office because, you know, I could get run over. Okay. You know, there's some people that, you know. All right, John. All right. <laughs> duct tape. Who's got the duct tape? <laughs> Terry, the entertainment. Starting tonight, you've got all kind of great entertainment if you want zydeco if you want cajun if you want rock and roll country you've got a a, a wide variety right we do over the four days we've got 29 bands on two stages they'll all be going at the same time so you know you're going to find music you like anything from um, chubby carrier dickie dude jamie bergeron Dwayne dupsey on your big zydeco cajun side and then we've got sammy kershaw and some other country um, musicians. And then, of course, there's all those that play um, eclectic music like Stiff Neck Fools and um, Blue Crab Redemption. So we've got a lot going on. And contests. you got crawfish eating contests. Uh, tell us about when those are, when people can come down, because you got some pretty cool prizes. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We've got, um, well, we kick off t- tomorrow's um, lunchtime at, with the Celebrity Crawfish Eating Contest, which I'll be I know doing. Aaron is in. And then we're yeah. doing that a little different this year. We're pitting uh, offices against each other and mm-hmm. things like that, so it's going to be a lot of fun. 
Um, and then on Saturday, we've got the men's crawfish eating contest. On Sunday, we've got the women's. And then, of course, Saturday afternoon, we've got the big crawling, uh, mm-hmm. crawfish calling contest. Oh, yeah. I'm so good at that. Yeah. I'm not going to do it again this year, but I'm really good at that. Yeah. And I had to retire because, you know, it was just well, nothing. Ruben, Ruben's good at that. Is Ruben's band getting to play? Tonight? No, Ruben's band's not appropriate no, for Mudbug no, no, Madness. No, 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 not, a, not at all. No. Okay. And, and, of course, the piece de resistance is the food. Oh, yeah. I mean, crawfish in every kind of variety you can imagine, right? Yeah, of course, the traditional boiled crawfish, but we've also got crawfish etouffee, crawfish meat pies, you name it. And, of course, a host of other kinds of foods. We've got gyros and sausage on a stick and, mm-hmm. you know, shrimp and fish and you name it. We've got it. Terry Matthews, Mudbug Madness, kicking off tonight, running through Sunday. Uh-huh. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. You bet. One- One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel, Mike and McCarty. Mike is out today and tomorrow. He'll be back on Tuesday. We're joined by Lewis Johnson, who's the public information officer for the city of Bozier City. And he is joining us this morning. Uh, I know it's busy, busy for you today, but we have what I believe is a, a tragic situation happening, Lewis. Tell us what is going on, where you are, and what is happening. Um, good morning, Erin, and good morning, John, as well. Um, I uh, just left the scene, and what we have at this point is a report of a, not a report, we have a deceased person that was found um, here at the Bossier Crossroads, and um, it is a male, and um, it's being investigated at this point, and as of now, what we have is the fact that the person is deceased. We don't have any information exactly as it relates to the details, as it relates to the how or more importantly, the where um, it occurred, but we do have that information at this time. What questions do you have for me? Oh, shot, stabbed, any traumatic injuries noticeable? Uh, it appears to be, at this point, still under investigation. So um, that is the information that we have that the person is deceased, and we don't have the details uh, yet of even exactly the nature of the death. Could it be self-inflicted? Is that a possibility as well? Uh, of course, it's a possibility. Uh, but it's very early in the investigation. So as we get more information, we'll be able to share more at this time. So the, uh, that's a possibility, yes. The business is there. Was it outside one particular business? Was it in the parking lot area? Can you kind of describe where the body was found? Um, it was found inside the vehicle, and that area is now uh, obviously taped off. So um, it has only, only the police department has access to it at this point. But it was uh, inside the vehicle, inside the parking lot, um, there at the Bozier Crossroads. How was the body discovered, Lewis? Um, it was reported. By someone that showed up for work, I assume? Um, I assume the same, yes. Okay. Um, what do we know about the victim at this point? It was an um, elderly man? Yeah, I mean, can, can you give us kind of an age range? I can simply tell you at this point, Aaron, that it is a male. Okay. I can't tell you that it's a male at this point in the investigation. And the vehicle appear to be a local vehicle, local tags. What do you what what can you say about that, if anything? Um, I can't give you that. I don't have any information regarding that specifically at this point, other than the fact that the deceased person was found inside of the vehicle. 
I know I'm grilling you. I apologize. Are they you're working? Not, you're, not grilling, you're not grilling me at all. You're simply asking questions. Are, pol- okay. are police working? I, obviously, you treat it as a homicide until you learn differently, correct? That is correct. Okay. Um, and to say that we treat it as a homicide, it probably would be safer to say that you just simply do a thorough investigation until you find more. So crime scene folks are on the scene, you know, checking out, and you'll you'll get camera footage from all the businesses, et cetera? Um, I don't know if that would be necessary at this point, but to answer your question, yes. The Bossier City Police Department is on the scene. They are beginning and continuing with their investigation and getting the necessary information in order to determine the details regarding this death. And an, uh, a dumb question, whether or not any idea how long the person had been deceased. Could it have been all night? Did it just happen? Tough to tell, right? It is tough to tell, but that, too, is part of the investigation. And I assure you that that information will be forthcoming also. Lewis Johnson, public information officer for the city of Bozier. Thanks for being available to us. We appreciate it, sir. It's my pleasure. Thank you. You bet. And, Take uh, care. We hope to get more information to you later. All right. Take Thank you, sir. You bet. Yes, ma'am. John, Thank that, you. That's that's rough to show up to work and and there's a body in a car out in your parking my lot. My office manager went to work on a Monday and the door was unlocked and she was spying, and she went in the restroom and the our custodian died in the restroom. Oh, Lewis does a good job. I mean, there's certain things he can't release, but he tells you that. Right. He doesn't play games, you know? He's he's always available. He's been uh, very, very good about, you know, making sure that if you need something, he'll get right back to you and he will help. Very, very articulate. Tells you what he can say and what he can't say. Mm-hmm. He's excellent. He he really is. And and uh, good hire by the mayor. Oh, I, I, Tom should have hired him. Really? No, oh, he needs a PIO. He can you think? Have, I know. Really? I can give you plenty of examples. Well, we we, we uh, appraised um, Tom Arsenault's job. How do you appraise Tommy Chandler's job in Bossier? C. A C? Why? He's not... He doesn't understand the city budget. He... Um, doesn't listen to input from key council members. Um, he has an attitude that everything is great in Bozier just because it's Bozier. He's not totally candid with, with the media or with the council. Whoa. And Ouch. To, and I go to the council, and I mm-hmm. have several council members who will talk to me. And you, you, But you have some that you've been highly critical of, and they want nothing to do with you. You're a pariah. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> David Montgomery, my neighbor, uh, King David, his, speaks to me more. Mm-hmm. He's the only one. The other council members uh, uh, talk to me all the time. I had Vince Maggio on the cover okay. before anybody else did. Okay. Interesting. Well, again, we have a situation going on in Bossier now. Uh, Crossroad Shopping Center, which is right there at uh, Old Minden Road, um, right as you spur, Benton Spur, whatever somebody. it's called. Uh, body was found in a car this morning by someone showing up for work. Uh, male. Um, we don't know, you know, was he shot, stabbed? We don't know anything about that. Uh, police are treating it as a crime scene at this point. As uh, soon as we get more information from Bossier City, we will obviously be able to release that to you. But that's what's going on in Bossier. A lot of activity right there in the Crossroads Shopping Center. Uh, keep you posted as we get more information. 101.
1017 FM, 710 Keel. Mike and McCarty. Short little segment here, real quick. John Settle in for Mike. Um, Tina Turner. Uh, sad news yesterday. Oh, yeah, great. It w- no, it, sorry, great. It, it was very sad news, and my uh, associate editor is a, is a news uh, a, a very a musician who does performs and he's going to be writing a tribute to her for next week's paper. Oh gosh, you know I. Didn't, I mean, she goes back for you know we're telling mm-hmm. our age, but I was only I was in diapers when I first started. Me here. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah me no, too. No, a real icon. Uh, and and I thought about this driving home yesterday. I had somewhere to be yesterday afternoon, and I was driving home, and I had put her music on. I opened my sunroof, and I was just jamming. You start jiving out, yeah. man. And I did not shed a tear for Michael Jackson. I did not shed a tear for John Lennon. Okay, I didn't. Tina, I'm I didn't miss. I'm gonna miss her. You know. I shed a tear for this one. And, this and one was I, rough. And I can say I'm a fan of hers without being called. Mm-hmm. And I was at the show <laughs> at Hirsch. She performed here once. Really? At Hirsch, 1985, wow. uh, in the round. Oh, my gosh. I wish I'd have been uh, there. A fabulous show. Oh, great, great, An great. Absolute fabulous show. And, uh, you know, it was a packed house. She was oh. phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And that That's a real, real loss to everyone who mm-hmm. loves music. Yeah. Yeah, it was tragedy. 83 years old, a lengthy illness, died at her home in Switzerland. When we get back, we will talk more about what's going on in Bozier. We'll have an update on that. And we're going to talk a little bit more about the um, 50 cent deal. I think it's a great thing. Yeah, there are a lot of things we talk about. Do that next. 101. One seven FM seven ten Keel Mike and McCarty in for Mike today as uh, John Settle my friend and I uh, appreciate you coming in. Well, I need to help your ratings and I think they've been going off. I've been yeah. getting rates they're, they're, they peaked. They're just going yeah. off the chart. You yeah, know? you're helping. A so lot. you need to put us on the pay me on the payroll. Payroll, I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. Uh, Got to update you on the story in Bozier. If you're just joining us this morning, um, Bozier Crossroads Shopping Center, there was uh, a man, a dead body found in a car outside um, in the parking lot of that uh, establishment, that strip units there, the strip mall. Um, This morning, somebody showed up for work, found the man dead inside the car. Uh, They're treating it now as a homicide, which they have to do, roping it off, and and detectives are in doing prints, and the crime scene folks are there. Didn't say, they didn't tell us whether he would been shot or what it was, but again, a male has been found dead in a car in that shopping center. So that's what's going on in Bossier this morning. Um, Lewis Johnson is doing a great job as public information officer and gave a great report as, as much as he could say, but at least he acknowledges what he can't say. He's yeah. a very good guy. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the deal with 50 Cent and the city of Shreveport. Apparently he wants Millennium Studios and Expo Hall. Um, and the mayor told us yesterday or day before, he said that they uh, looks like the they have sent the contract in for Millennium, and, and once they get that all ironed out, they'll just mirror it, the same contract kind of for Expo Hall. Um, what are your thoughts on that proposal and that deal? I mean, this could be big for our community. Well, first of all, in, in Focus, we published uh, his letter to the mayor, the letter of intent, and then this week we published the, the, the mayor's letter back. Uh, I've requested a copy of the lease. They said once it's executed, I can get it. Uh, I think it's a, a very good deal. Uh, Millennium needs to be used for its intended purpose. 
Uh, Expo Hall, I have a little questions about. City spent X amount of dollars uh, making that into a venue for uh, volleyball and basketball. I, I'm not sure much they spent. I've made a request on that. But I think it's very good for Shreveport. I do hope the leases have clawbacks in them so that if he does not use them for the intended purpose, that the city can cancel the lease. I, I do know that, uh, or I understand that he will not be able to sublease them, but uh, I think it's very good. We need to use the facilities for fee production events. Uh, we have them. It will give us another job opportunities. Uh, he's nationally known and will help put the, the city on the market. So I think it's uh, a very good deal for Shreveport, and I, and I hope it works out. I, it, from everything I hear, it's supposed to. As soon as the lease is signed, I'll get a copy, and I can mm-hmm. give you a review on that. But uh, I know that Tom and his legal staff will have a, a, a good lease for the city mm-hmm. uh, and, and for uh, Mr. Jackson. And he says, the mayor told us that uh, Mr. Jackson and his crew would be responsible for upkeeping the buildings. Yeah, how, it's how, my, would, my how would that work with regard to, we need to make sure, you know, we need to go in well, periodically. Well, I, yeah, I understand, number one, of course, he'll be paying the utilities uh, and that he'll be in charge of maintenance. I believe the lease will have, of course, the right to inspect. But, you know, Millennium's been down there for a while. This time, you know, it's not unusual for HVAC problems to occur same with uh, Expo Hall. So between utilities, regular uh, utility maintenance, repairs, et cetera, be a responsibility. Now, I don't know if he'll have responsibility for the roof. That would be something I need to look at the mm-hmm. lease. Uh, but that sounds like it's going to be, I would hate to use the word triple net because uh, since those are owned by the city, there'll be no property taxes due. But it's not unusual for commercial leases to push the burden to the lessee for routine maintenance and utilities, et cetera. Now, whether or not uh, lease and extraordinary maintenance will be his responsibility Mm -hmm. is something I need to find out about. Other things that uh, typically when you give tax breaks, I mean, this lease is 200 a month for both buildings is what it looks like. So it's very minimal. Yeah, it's, yeah. But usually when you give break, and I would consider that a break because that's a major. I agree, and it doesn't have any guarantees of job. That's what I wanted to ask you. Tax breaks generally when you give. Say I'll create this many jobs. You either get either a pilot payment in lieu of taxes or you get one of these where you have to hire somebody like the Amazon deal, Mm -hmm. et cetera. Uh, I don't think that, to my knowledge, there's no requirement of employment. But that could be part of the lease as an attachment. You know, it could say, in addition to paying the da-da-da. But so far, I have not heard any public discussion of of uh, job creation, mm-hmm. especially job creation from local people. So that's, that's one of those that's still in the air. Uh, I want it to happen, but I also want it to have, with that low rent, uh, I want, uh, I would hope, I think all citizens would hope, that we also have active job creation and especially try to rejuvenate the local uh, uh, production uh, industry and people are trained in that area. But, because think about it. If um, if John Settle wanted to lease Millennium Studios for $100 a month. Oh, it'd be great for pickleball. And, and how about even better, Expo Hall. I mean, they've got right. parking right there. 
and they're going to have... Say, but I, there's I, nobody in city government that would lease that building to you for $100 a month unless oh, you promised... Two, I'd pay 200 a But month. unless you promised some jobs. Well, I would give you a job because of your pickleball expert. No, you're joking, but I mean, seriously, no, no, jobs I, need I, to be connected correct. to this. I, I, I totally agree. Not just because it's 50 cent. You follow me? No, oh, I, I totally agree. I don't care who is, is that... They needs to be jobs attached. Every other tax break and you rent bet. at this amount is a tax break. The city paid three point five for Millennium recently. Mm-hmm. Expo Hall I went to roll for. All other uh, tax incentive or basically tax based deals that are mm-hmm. very lucrative have job uh, creation requirements, clawbacks if they're not there, or else additional rentals monies if the jobs aren't produced. Uh, Amazon has an obligation to do that or else they have to pay more. So, uh, yes, there should be job creation requirements as a part of that. And if it's not in the lease, um, it's red flags all over the place. Agreed. And and is the lease subject to council approval? It's not, is no, it? No, it's not. So they would have no say on that. Correct. So the mayor is going to obviously make sure that there's some job uh, requirements in this, I would well, hope. I, I, yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I, I give the mayor high remarks for, for good government principles that he and his administration, Tom Dark, are implementing. And this is certainly a good government principle to require job creation. Last 30 seconds before we got a break. Do we know anything about why 50 Cent chose Shreveport? What have you heard? Uh, I, I, haven't, I haven't heard anything. There's been various people's uh, say it contacts. I mean, if he's looking to establish TV studios, we have one that's ready made that mm-hmm. he can move into right away. And in other markets, say New Orleans, uh, there's a, a dearth of those production facilities. Plus, there's weather hazards. So mm-hmm. uh, there and are way more expensive. I bet. Oh hell yes. yeah. Yeah, I mean, excuse absolutely. me. <laughs> yes. Hell yes, yes, yes. Hello, yes. That's okay. Hell's okay. One oh one seven. One oh one. One oh one seven FM seven ten Keel. Mike and McCarty. Mike is out. John Settle is here, and John made some comments about the the mayor of Bozier earlier, giving him a C. And Lewis Johnson said he didn't get a chance to rebut that because we had already uh, disconnected. Who's Lewis Johnson. Lewis Johnson is the public information oh, okay. officer for Bozier. Lewis, you you disagree with some of the points that Mr. Settle made. Tell us why. Well, for, I respect Mr. Settle's um, opinion and his right to his opinion, but I believe that there are some um, just matter of record things that has got to be considered that were not addressed, and there was no one to rebut it. Um, even in our most recent council meeting. Those issues as it relates to public safety, I think that um, our mayor is on the record as being a great supporter of public safety. I think that he's doing a very good job in that area, which is important to most of our citizens. And also, quality of life issues. Recently, as I know since I've been here, our water rating is an A. It doesn't get any better than that. Mm-hmm. And nothing speaks to public, I mean, to quality of life more than those type of things. So as it relates to public safety, quality of life, accessibility, those are all things that he does have, and I think they should be considered when we consider our grade. All right. So you think the mayor's a B rather than a C, maybe? Uh, uh, C is out of the question. Clearly, uh, at least a B, and I'd like for John to kind of let's negotiate or meet somewhere in the middle. All right. John's buying lunch. 
um, he'll do that. John, did you have any other comments? Well, can we go alligator hunting at that park? No. That my, 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 my granddaughter loves to go to that park, and there's alligators on the loose. Holy cow, Lewis, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's not a problem. We, we can't do a whole lot about that, but we can get some facts as it relates to some things, not that the mayor uh, said he's going to do, but some things that he has done that I think that should be considered. One more thing, and I didn't warn you about this, so I'm sorry for the gut punch. Uh, smoking at the casinos, is Bozier willing to at least talk about that? I know that I'm not. <laughs> oh, 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 he's not good. A, not at this point, if you would, please. <laughs> oh, wow. Boy, you're good at the job, Lewis. Dang. I mean, respectfully, you know. <laughs> I appreciate you getting back with us so quickly and always being available. Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you so much. Have a great day. And, John, you have a great day. Hey, we'll you're doing a great job, my friend. Take care. Thank you, my friend. Take care. 1017 FM 710 Keel.